0: Welcome to Holderness Road, Methodist Church, Audio Worship. The audio you are about to hear was taken from the service broadcast on the 15th of November. Our call to worship. Come to the love of God, which embraces us. Come to the words of God, which console us. Come to the warmth of God, which revives us. Come to the music of God, which inspires us. Come to the forgiveness of God, which reassures us. Come to love and praise. Come to thank and adore. We join together in our opening prayers. Let us pray. Creator we thank you for the world you have given us, for the opportunities we have to live full lives, and the bountiful earth that we share. Spirit of Holiness, we thank you for staring among us, energising our faith, inflaming our hope, and leading us to do things by your power. Redeemer, we thank you for calling us to follow, Forgiven us when we get things wrong we do not always use your gifts wisely and well. Forgive us when we throw away things that others could use. We use precious resources for our own selfish ways. We mistreat others and hurt those we love. Assure us that we are forgiven Help us to know we are free in your love, and give us the power to begin again as new people. All this we ask in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. And we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Forever and ever. Amen.
1: Reading from John chapter 10 and the first 10 verses. Jesus said, I am telling you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who goes in through the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, the sheep hear his voice as he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought them out he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow someone else, instead they will run away from such a person because they do not know his voice. Jesus told them this parable but they did not understand what he meant. So Jesus said again, I'm telling you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All others who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever comes in by me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come in order that you might have life, life in all its fullness." We were on holiday and we'd rented a little cottage in Brompton-on-Swale, just to the west of the A1, slightly above Catrick. We arrived on Saturday afternoon, unpacked, and decided to have a wander around the village to get our bearings. We saw a notice advertising an outdoor service in Reith next day, Sunday that, after, that afternoon. It was to be accompanied by a brass band so that clinched the matter, we were off. So we drove her over into Swaledale, into the village and found some seats and settled down. And I spotted somebody giving out hymn sheets so I went off to collect a couple to share. Then somebody said to me, um, Mr Morell, what are you doing here? And I turned round to see someone I used to work with in Hull. He'd married a girl who lived in Reith and they'd set up a B&B business in the Dales. To hear someone call my name when it wasn't expected in a place far from home was a very strange experience. It still gives me shivers when I think about it. Verses 3 and 4, he calls his sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them all out, he goes ahead of them. And first of all, he calls his sheep by name. In the Mideast at that time of Jesus, sheep did indeed know the voice of their shepherds. They did indeed then, and they still do now, run away from the voice of other shepherds the voices of people they do not know and they did and still do now follow the voice of the one they do know the one who looks after them carefully the one who will truly lay down his life for them sheep in the Mideast were not raised to be slaughtered at one year old rather they were raised first of all for their wool and remained in the flock all their lives They had a relationship with a shepherd, grew up over a number of years, a relationship in which they became familiar with the sheep and with the places that the shepherd would lead them. Those still waters and green pastures that Psalm 23 speaks of, as well as places of danger, those places where the shepherd's crook and rod protect them from natural hazards. And from hazards spoken of in the gospel reading the thieves and robbers who kill steal or destroy. Jesus says the sheep know the voice of their shepherds and follow him. The problem we have today and indeed it's always been a problem is coming to recognize and know the voice of our shepherd Christ in the midst of all the voices that speak to us And how we recognise and know the voice of Christ our shepherd. How do you know what we're hearing, either around us or within us, is right or wrong, good or bad? As in anything, practice makes perfect. As we listen to the shepherd's voice, it becomes clear about how we should live and act. It becomes clear about what our attitude should be to both our friends and those we might regard as our enemies. It may be difficult to live that out, but the words are clear. My wife accuses me of selective hearing, Well, I think that's what she said. I really don't know what she means. I think most husbands have that fault. I can choose to hear what I want to, or ignore anything else. When it comes to listening to our shepherd, I'm sure that could be said of us all. We hear his words, they are clear, but it chooses us not to act upon them. So maybe we've come so used to our own voice telling us which way to turn. Maybe other voices get drowned out. He calls us not just in worship time or in reading the Bible time. He calls our name, just like my name was called. He calls us when we least expect it, in places away from the familiar. He calls us through people we know and those we've never met and may never meet. And we need not just to practice the art of listening out for him, but also the art of expecting him to call us. Not to be surprised as I was, but to hear your name, to be assured of his love and care each time. The second part of those verses said, When he brought them out, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. We were sitting having a picnic in Malam village. It was quiet, the sun was shining, everything was perfect. And then there was a disturbance from down the road. Soon it became obvious what it was. An interview came a little girl leading a sheep by a piece of pink ribbon. I could only suppose it was the farmer's daughter and this was her pet sheep. But behind the two of them came the rest of the flock on their way to the fields. Our picture of a shepherd has been coloured by what we see on TV programmes and Specsaver adverts. We conclude all that we need to be a shepherd is some very intelligent dogs. It wasn't like that when Jesus spoke about the Good Shepherd. The practice was for the shepherd to go ahead of the sheep, to sort out any difficulties before the sheep got there, to ensure the way was clear, and no wild animals were lurking round the corner. Isn't that a great assurance that we have a good shepherd who is always ahead of us wherever we are and whatever we face? We may be in the valley of the shadow. We, We may not know what comes next, but we can be sure we have one who not only walks with us, but also one who is ahead of things whatever that means. You can, if you're not careful, believe in a God who is always snapping at our heels, keeping us in line, rounding us up. But Jesus takes this simple picture of a shepherd, someone people saw every day. They knew how he loved his sheep. They knew that some shepherds had lost their lives looking after the flocks. They knew he wanted the best for those in his care and was prepared to face whatever went ahead. Jesus took that picture and says to those who will listen, That's me. That's what I'm like. I'm the good shepherd. I call my own sheep by name and lead them, them out. When I have brought out all my own, I go ahead of them.
2: And so we come to our prayers for others. There is a response in these prayers, so when I say life-giving Lord, will you respond with, hear our prayers. And so we pray together. We bring our prayers to the God whose touch can transform every situation. Living God, we pray for the church. May we clearly proclaim a message of hope for the world. May our lives, as well as our worship, tell out the truth of new beginnings and new life in you. We pray for those who continue in faith, despite difficult and dangerous circumstances. Those who seek to be a witness to Christian standards, despite pressure to give up and we pray for your people here as we show God's love in this area. Life-giving Lord, hear our prayers. Living God, we pray for the world in which you have placed us. For those who lead and make important decisions. For those who control natural resources and those who have power over the people's lives. We think of those who feel they have no rights or a voice in things that affect their lives. We pray for those caught up in the crossfire of civil war and military might, driven from homes, families and land. We remember all the horror and destruction that continues in the Middle East we pray for mercy and justice peace and understanding as we deal with each other life-giving Lord hear our prayers living God we pray for those whose lives are troubled those suffering pain and illness, whose lives are insecure and wonder what tomorrow may bring. We pray for those who have recently lost loved ones who have a gap in their lives. We continue to pray for all who are affected in any way during the pandemic. And we remember in our hearts Those only known to ourselves who need your love and healing at this moment. Lord, these are your people. Bring healing and the strength to cope with any situation. Give us grace to bear each other's burdens. Life-giving, Lord. Hear our prayers. Living God, we pray for ourselves, that in all we do we may be living reflections of the goodness and grace you have poured into our lives. Help us to touch those we meet with your love. Life-giving Lord, hear our prayers. In the name of our Lord, Amen. Amen.
1: And now a blessing, may the peace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you now and always. Amen.